Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Hey, everybody. I'm Zach. And I'm Jesse. You're watching Tesla Time News. Episode 365. On Now You Know. Thank you to Birch for sponsoring this episode. The Birch Labor Day sale is running now, and you can get 25% off your purchase for a limited time. Check out the Birch site for more details. So Birch makes mattresses that are crafted with organic and natural materials that have been sustainably sourced. Birch mattresses are GOTS and GreenGuard Gold certified, meaning that they are free of any polyurethane-based foams and harsh, unnecessary chemicals and pollutants. Now, I think it's important that mattresses are free from polyurethane foams, which can cause harmful off-gassing, and are also free from fiberglass, which can be harmful to your health. Yeah, other mattress companies use fiberglass as a flame retardant in their products. But Birch mattresses use 100% organic wool, harnessing its natural flame resistance, and wool is hypoallergenic, both allergen and mildew resistant. I sleep on the Birch Lux Natural Mattress, a premium upgrade to their original, well-loved Birch Natural Mattress. The Lux model features a quilted organic cotton pillow top that relieves pressure points. It's so comfortable. Every time I get in bed, I just can't believe how soft and luxurious it feels. It helps me find a comfortable position and I fall asleep faster. The best part about all this is that Birch delivers your mattress right to your door for free within the U.S. It comes rolled up in a box and is super easy to set up. They also offer in-home setup and removal to make your buying experience as convenient as possible. Each Birch mattress comes with two of their EcoRest pillows made from recycled materials. They're breathable and better for the environment. And you get a 100-night sleep trial, along with a 25-year warranty. I love my Birch mattress, and I think you will too. So if you're looking for a new bed, check out Birch Living. Their Labor Day sale is running now. It's the perfect time to upgrade your sleep with 25% off a Birch mattress plus two free EcoRest pillows. Visit birchliving.com slash now you know to find out more about this limited time offer. So Tesla has officially revealed the Model 3 refresh. We're going to run through all of the changes and updates right now. And there are so many changes, about 50% of the parts. Yeah, so let's go. This is a front and rear facelift along with an interior update. So let's focus on the exterior first. So first off is the new headlight design. It has a smaller profile and is sleeker. It has really cool daytime LED running lights. I love it, actually. Um, I think it looks really good. Now, Tesla removed the fog lamps and the vents on the sides here in the front. And they got rid of what some people used to call the duck look. So instead of having that downward top lip, we now get an upward sweep. Yeah, it's going to make it easy to spot them. Um, and I think it's a more aggressive look, but it's also it does have a friendly look to it. It looks a little bit more updated, I feel. Yeah. Um, we're also getting two new colors. So one you're seeing here, that's the new stealth gray. And uh, this one here, the new ultra red, which is very similar, I think, to the Model S red. Now, the refresh continues the Chrome delete. Yeah, notice how it helps the side view mirrors look smaller. I think it's, I mean, I know they've already been doing it, but they continue it. There's also new wheels. We get the 18-inch black Photon wheels. And the new 19-inch silver Nova wheels uh, with these slats that make them look even larger. And I've been seeing some pictures that show that you might be able to get some of these in matte black as well. Yeah, I mean, I remember the old Model 3 19-inch wheels. I like the look of them better than like the newer ones. But I think that the Nova wheels uh, really solved the problem of making the wheel look too small mm -hmm. um, because you're getting rid of that rim. Mm -hmm. um, and it just looks like 
It's being held up by these little spokes. Mm -hmm. Let's take a look at the rear of the car now. Tesla now has a new taillight design. They've moved the rear lights to the trunk, so there's no longer any split in the middle of the light. I think a lot of people were bothered by that. That's so interesting. Yeah, because it never lined up perfectly. Um, right. But that means that the taillights will now go up with the trunk. And I've seen a lot of people comment like, oh, no, when you put a surfboard in the back and the trunk is now up as you're driving, how will people see your signals or your you know, reverse lights? So, I mean, this is if you fill your Model 3 with two by fours, I guess. I mean, I mean, I haven't seen I'm sorry, I haven't seen a single Model 3 or Model Y that has done this. Mm -hmm. I know that I do not live in an area where people who buy Tesla's also do <laughs> a lot of manual labor, but I just don't think it's you don't think that it's going to be a problem. Deal. That's you know, it's not a, it's not an SUV. There's a new lower bumper, which has been redesigned along with the fog lights, which are integrated into the rear uh, lower lights. So right down there, you'll see that's where the fog lights go. It's going to help visibility when you need to turn on your fog lights. All right, let's move to the interior. Lots of fun stuff to talk about here. So the new dash design. Yeah, the wood accent has been removed. And now we see this new customizable LED line that runs all the way around. That is cool. So you can change that to any color you want. Yeah. Uh, the steering wheel is different because there are no stocks. I repeat, there are no stocks. You will now put on your blinkers with these buttons on the left, along with a headlight button here. You have buttons for the camera, windshield wiper, and microphone on the right. And the horn is where it should be, where you can smash it right in the middle. Um, and that is for you who are worried that maybe they're going to do the yoke style with the little beep button. Right. Uh, now, this is something that I noticed when I was, you know, configuring mine. I, I mean, I'd have to. Pick <laughs> you already it. want the yeah. new uh, one. It looks like if you get the standard range, you get a different material for the door uh, liner. Wait. So why is why were you buying it in Germany? Uh, we're going to get into that later, but I want to talk about the door liner. If you switch between the long range and the rear wheel drive, you'll notice that oh, yeah. the door changes. That's the only note. That's the only noticeable difference. So that the I've material seen. changes on the door. It looks more like Alcantara or some kind of more premium uh, material for the long range. I don't know if that's just going to be for Europe. We're going to get more into that in a second. Yeah. So there's new center console design with aluminum handles to give it kind of an upgraded look. Uh, Tesla claims they've upgraded the material materials as well to give it a more premium look and feel and also that they're helping with sound. I think we'll have to experience that firsthand to notice any difference. Oh, and the USB-C charger now in the front uh, charges at 65 watts for laptop charging. That's awesome. Let's go to more acoustic glass. So the old Model 3, I guess we'll call it the old Model 3 now, uh, it had acoustic glass on the windscreen and the front side windows. Now they've added acoustic glass to the rear windscreen and the rear side windows. Speaking of sound, Tesla also added more sound insulation around the car and raised the front hood a bit to direct more wind over the windscreen and the cabin to quiet the ride. And doing that also lowered the coefficient of drag from 0.225 to 0.219, making this the most aerodynamic Tesla in the fleet. We'll get back to that in a sec, but keeping on the sound theme, Tesla changed the tires to the Hankook Ion Evos, which they say are specifically designed for this car for reducing road noise. Now, are Hankook like well-respected tires i feel like yeah they're the seventh largest manufacturer uh they're a south korean company so they make a lot of tires okay okay because you know i know they used to do the michelins right 
Again, though, I think we're going to need to see these tires to believe it. Or know? hear them. Yeah. yeah. Um, all of these sound improvements, according to Tesla, make for a 30% improvement in wind and ambient noise, a 25% improvement in impact noises, so like from the suspension and stuff, and a 20% improvement in road noise. Speaking of suspension, Tesla says that they have improved the suspension on the refreshed Model 3 with new springs and dampers, along with a new geometry in the front suspension to help with smaller road surface bumps. And they changed how they mounted the subframes to the chassis with more bonding points, and they've upgraded the bushings. And the new tires are supposedly more cushioning. There's an upgraded screen. So same dimensions as the old one, but the screen itself is brighter and they say it's more responsive. There's the new airway 2.0 ventilation system. So what's different about that? Well, you can actually turn off the passenger air or change the fan speed between the two front passengers. That's nice for those times when each person wants like a completely different amount of ventilation. Uh, phone calls should get even better as Tesla has added a microphone. So instead of just having one in the middle, there are now microphones over both the driver and the passenger. Nice. Uh, the rear trunk now has more cargo space, 594 liters up from 561. Tesla also improved the Wi-Fi connectivity, so you can be even further from a Wi-Fi router. And they've improved the phone connectivity as well, making the experience using your phone as the key even better. Tesla upgraded the stereo going from a 14 to a 17 speaker system with what they say will have more bass and punch. Uh, the rear seats now have an eight inch screen, which allows for passengers to adjust the AC, the stereo and even watch movies and play games. So just like the Model S and X. Yeah. So now the Model Y is the only car in the lineup without a rear screen. The rear seats have been reclined a bit to make them more comfortable. And all the seats are now cushier and perforated. And what many people have been waiting for, front cool air ventilated seats, uh, which can now be controlled by the app as well for preconditioning or preheating the seats before your trip. So because the efficiency has gotten better, the range has also increased. From what we're hearing, it's not because of new batteries or powertrains. It's just aerodynamic efficiency by up to 8%, and that is increasing range. According to Tesla, the rear-wheel drive version will get 554 kilometers or 346 miles of range, and the dual-motor long-range version will get 678 kilometers. That's 423 miles of range. Now, keep in mind, this is NEDC because we're talking about the European range standard. So EPA rated range should be about 15% lower. More like the rear wheel drive should get 294 miles of range and the all wheel drive should get 360 miles of range. And just for reference, the old Model 3 got EPA rated of rear wheel drive 272 miles, long range 333. So the new Model 3 is now on sale in Europe with October delivery dates, but those of you in the UK will have to wait until sometime next year. No word yet on exactly when. And no word on when it will start deliveries in North America or Asia either. Except China, which we do see has deliveries quoted as Q4. And so by Asia, I think we're talking about, you know, Australia, New Zealand, Singapore, like places like that. Japan. Although I did see that uh, Singapore just said that they've launched it too. So that looks like it's going to be there pretty quickly. So the good news is that it doesn't sound like there will be any price increase. It should cost the same as a Model 3 does already. And a lot of people have been asking, so will this be built at Shanghai, Berlin and Fremont? We know it's being built to Giga Berlin at Giga Shanghai, and we think Fremont, but also there is no confirmation on that. Yeah, and I think the big question that you had was like, why didn't they release this in the U.S. at the same time? 
Yeah, I mean, this is their. I don't. I don't know if this is their flagship product. Like, what do you call this? Is the Model S their flagship product? They, they I mean, sell a lot of Model Threes. The Model Y though is the best-selling car in the world. So right, but the Model Three. I mean, while it's had a bunch of improvements before a refresh, I think that this is going to kind of refresh oh, the Model 3's sales. I, I think because you said it earlier, there's 50% new parts. Yeah. And my guess is that to try and get all of those parts, I mean, let's talk about the secrecy here for a second. <laughs> I mean, we have had some little leaks here and there, but I had not seen most of these things before. And I mean, we scour the internet mm -hmm. for them. So for Tesla to keep this quiet in three continents, mm -hmm. right, as suppliers are making all these new products and things have to be tested and shipped is astounding mm. to me. Um, and so I think part of the problem is they probably haven't gotten every last part they need to be making this at Fremont yet. That's why it's still not up on the page. Now, is this going to be a sales problem? Because are people going to even want to order the Model 3 if it's not the refresh? Right. Probably. Um, but I just want to talk about a few things. So stocks. Are people going to accept the fact that there are no stocks on this car now? Yeah. Okay. Well, you heard it there. I, look, I know. Look, people are going to whine. They're going to bitch and moan. This is what people do. And whenever there's a change, whenever anything's different, when Facebook, you know, I remember back in the day when they, they updated Facebook. I hate it now. And they're still on there. Um, except for me, I'm not on there. Um, but it's like, you know, I, I don't think that the stocks is going to be such a big issue. I Do I like having stocks on there? Yes. Um, although, were my Model 3 stocks perfect? Like, is the blinker just like, oh, it's so tuned great? No, I don't think it's perfect. So having a button, I don't know. It's it's going to be fine. And it's so much cheaper to make without having stocks everywhere. Right. Well, um, and also you, can, you can't snap it off. Right. I know that that hasn't happened for me, but I think that some people have been able to snap their stocks off. I mean, I just think that if you were in a sales room and you were, you know, a salesman was going, all right, you got new ventilated seats. You got 8% more range without having to make the battery pack 8% bigger. You got a rear screen now. It's quieter. It's better ride, better stereo, even more responsive main screen, comfier seats, more storage, even sleeker looks, new colors, customizable LED interior lighting, chrome delete, and no price increase. I think you just nailed it, Tesla. Yeah, I mean, I really want this one. Uh, biggest thing I think for me is going to be the suspension and the noise. I think that those two things combined, along with the fact that the car is, I mean, if we're going to keep the same pricing. Uh, well, and the look. I, I think a lot of people really love the new look. Also, I just wanted to ask you about this. Now that they have a screen in the back, mm. it's a big feature for a lot of families. You put the kids in the back, they're busy playing a game or watching YouTube, which I guess they can do now. My question is about the audio. Mm -hmm. Do you think that you're going to have separate audio so they can be wearing like some kind of Bluetooth headphones and not disturb the driver? Or do you think that this is just the whole cabin gets whatever they're watching? Um, I think that to being realistic, I think that the best you're going to be able to do is kind of move the slider back and have all of the sound come from the rear uh, speakers. Um, so whatever they're watching on the rear screen. But let's be realistic. You know, I I've seen parents that give their kids iPads. True. If if their kids are going to watch a thing, it's going to be on their 10-inch iPad and uh, not the 8-inch screen in the center of the console. I just want to point out that the Audi e-tron has this old-fashioned looking rear console, mm. right? And it's a $100,000 car. <laughs> this is a $40,000 car with the most sleek stuff ever. So sure. I feel like all these other car companies are in trouble. I just wanted to also point out, if you're wondering about how do you change gears without a stock, mm -hmm. um, well, it looks like there's two ways, right? So uh, we've seen this on the Model S and X. There's buttons on the screen. But I think NHTSA makes you have this, which are these buttons up near the sun visor in the ceiling. We just caught sight of these. So I oh. think there's a manual way, which seems weird. I know that you're like, I want to go into reverse. I've never done that before, but I think that's how you're So the drive modes are on the screen. Right. Okay. Or you can boop. 
Right. I see. For when the screen doesn't turn on. Exactly. I think that's why NHTSA makes them do it, is my guess. My other question is, this is the first time we've had kind of the model uh, 3 or Y really refreshed and the screen has been upgraded. Are we going to have a lesser version of what the Model S has and Model X have, um, which is like a gaming rig in the car? You know, because... (laughs) We're able to play Steam games. I think you're gonna in have to get. S. I think you're gonna have to get the Model S and X to get that. But that's leads me right into my next story. Okay. Tesla must have been listening about two weeks ago when we said this. I mean, I wish that the federal rules didn't have that weird distinction between a fifty-five thousand dollar limit for the sedan and eighty thousand dollars for the SUV. Otherwise, Tesla could get the Model S to qualify for the federal tax incentive. Or if they could somehow get the Model X to come in under $80,000. I mean, it's just another (laughs) $9,000 off, Tesla. Let's just make the battery even smaller. It's the super short-range Model X. Wait, so Tesla dropped the price of the Model X enough to qualify for the federal tax credit? I mean, that that means it's below $80,000. Yep. Check this out. A brand new Model X for $79,990. A price cut of, we said, could you cut it $9,000, Tesla? And they cut it $8,500. So that gets it just under the wire for the $7,500 federal tax credit, which means that after the credit, it would be $72,490 for a Model X. Yep. So, I mean, this is the this is the base model, but I'm confused. Is this software limited, like shorter range version or something? No. So this is confusing for sure, because as we reported a couple of weeks ago, Tesla had been selling the software limited 269 mile Model X. But this new standard range Model X for $79,990 has 348 miles of range. Okay, but am I stuck getting the included paint color to keep it below the $80,000 price limit? Some more good news. No, you can get any paint color you want for no extra cost. So wait, I just realized something. The Model S also got a price cut, right? Yes, the Model S now starts at $78,490, which is a $3,500 price cut. Okay, but because you can now get the federal tax credit for the X, but not the S, because of the stupid sedan SUV distinction, you can now get a Model X cheaper than a Model S. That is correct. In the U.S., if you qualify for the tax credit, you could buy a Model X for $72,490 versus a Model S for $74,490. Two grand cheaper after the federal tax credit. That's like... First time ever. First time that a Model X new is cheaper than a Model S. Um, now, what happened to the software limited shorter range version? Because, I mean, uh, didn't we just report that they had like a cheaper version and we thought, you know how we did it? We reduced the range. But now we're getting like a full range, standard range for this for less yeah was it nine thousand dollars less i don't know if it wasn't well received i don't know but they're not available on the tesla website anymore weird and it gets weirder get this the model s and model x plaids just got a whole lot cheaper too check this out the model s plaid is now only 89.990 wow now how much was it before 108.490 so tesla just dropped the price $18,500? $18,500? And how about the Model X Plaid? Same price, $89,990. Are you kidding me? Isn't that amazing? So, I mean, do you think that Tesla just is willing to cut their profit margins way back, or do you think that they found a way to reduce costs? I mean, I know that Tesla is always reducing costs, but I can't believe that they got all of that $18,500 from cost reductions. I mean, that's a 17% price cut. 
But we shouldn't forget that Tesla has a much bigger profit margin to start with on the S and X. So if they got, say, 7% of that from cost reductions and 10% from margins, they're still probably looking at 20 to 25% profit margins on the S and X. And I mean, in terms of competition, yikes. Yikes is right. I mean, that means that you can get a Model S or X Plaid cheaper than an Audi e-tron. Why? There's no choice there's there. No, there's no choice for any other. Car. No, because it's like, oh, like, should I get the Lucid? And it's like, no, no, you shouldn't. I mean, like the top Lucid, which is like in the same league as the Model S Plaid is just ridiculously more expensive yeah. than the new Model S. Yeah, no, it's insane. So this is, I mean, is this the cheapest that the Model S has ever been? And I just want to just throw something out. Tesla, if you'll just lower the price of the Model X Plaid another $9,000, <laughs> you'll get that under the federal tax <laughs> <No>. credit. <laughs> Crazy. Look, if you love what Tesla's doing, hit the like button. All right, and it doesn't stop there. Tesla also cut the price of full self-driving. So it was like $15,000. Yes, it was. Tesla cut the price by $3,000 in the U.S. Full self-driving is now $12,000 in the U.S. And in Canada, it's now $3,500 Canadian cheaper. But Tesla hasn't changed the price of it yet in other countries. Like, for instance, it's still 6,800 pounds in the U.K. Now, didn't Tesla raise the price from 12000 to 15000 last year at around the same time? Exactly at this time, which huh. is so weird. But that was supposedly because 10.69 came out and it had some new and improved features. I mean, why would they lower the price of full self-driving? Did it just get worse? Well, the take rate for FSD has been low. I think somewhere around 8% globally and about 15% in the U.S. So maybe this is to boost the take rate and bring in some more of that 100% profit revenue. So, I mean, do you think that a $3,000 drop in price will really move that many people, though? I mean, it's still $12,000 for beta software. Well, if you saw Elon recently with his version 12 alpha drive and you believe that the good stuff is coming soon, this price cut could just be what you need to kind of bump you off the fence. So, I mean, what do you guys think? Let us know below. And we asked our patrons the same question on this week's Patreon poll. So we'll see later on in the show. Yeah, that'll be some good data. Um, and Sawyer Merritt posted, breaking Tesla no longer lists auto steer on city streets as a coming soon feature. It has been listed as coming soon for the past four plus years. This might seem like a small change, but it's a big one. This indicates that Tesla is getting very confident in FSD's abilities. And Elon said, yep. So I think this is potentially a very big deal, as Sawyer says, and Elon agrees. Hmm. Data, 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 data. What? We now have the data. Data. What are you talking about? For years, the inhabitants of the Tesla world have been trying to ascertain with certainty whether or not supercharging degrades their car's batteries. Many have anecdotes and premonitions, but there's been no certainty, no hard answers until now. Now we have the data. Data. What data? So a new report from Recurrent shows data from over 12 1,500 Teslas to see what the effects of supercharging versus non-supercharging has on battery degradation. Check this out. This chart here shows the data from 6,300 Model 3s. The y-axis is the percentage of range and the x-axis is battery days. So the dark blue line is frequent fast charging and the light blue is rare fast charging. So see, they're basically the same. No difference in frequent supercharging. They're the same. 
I remember way back in 2016 when we got the Model X, everyone was talking about like, ooh, if you supercharge a lot. Yeah, only your, supercharge your battery, once a week. Your battery right. is going to be, you're going to have less range. Right. You're telling me that that's not true? Well, here's another chart. Uh, this is from 4400 Tesla Model Ys. Same thing. No real difference between frequent fast charging and rare fast charging, or as Recurrent stated, we compared cars that fast charge at least 90% of the time to cars that fast charge less than 10% of the time. In other words, people who almost exclusively fast charge their car and people who very rarely fast charge. The results show no statistically significant difference in range degradation between Teslas that fast charge more than 90% of the time and those that fast charge less than 10% of the time. Thank you, Mr. Data. So, I mean, this is huge news for like lots of people because i think yeah. a lot of people were scared yeah and they were like oh i should i shouldn't supercharge well and I'll i think just... this is because so many other brands don't take care of their batteries as well when they dc fast charge and so their batteries do get hurt mm. and so they thought well of course this must apply to tesla tesla's so good at cooling their batteries that it doesn't seem to affect them and i mean when we've been testing out some of these other evs it'll go like you know 200 kilowatts all the way up until 80 percent state of charge and then it'll drop right mm -hmm. off and it's like, that's that's stupid, right? That was right. just written by, and it'll be uh, until 80% and then it will drop. Um, that's not the way it should be. It should be, you should be figuring out exactly like a bunch of parameters, temperatures, uh, all sorts of stuff. I think this is a really good point. Tesla had years to figure this out. They had supercharging years before the competitors so they could kind of learn from the S and X. And cook lots of batteries <laughs> well but i have a 2015 model x like one of the first off the line sure and my degradation curve looks the same right and i supercharged a lot i think that it's it's tough because i don't think that a lot of people understand like degradation like when you like pull up your phone and it's like two years old you know that it doesn't last that long but it doesn't tell you right in your car you get in your car and you go you like swipe the thing all the way to the right and it's like you have less range right. and i think a lot of people go like oh my gosh what but that's going to be normal for anything that's battery powered. And it's true of uh, gas cars as well, because they get less efficient as stuff starts to wear out. And what's kind of cool is the new LFP batteries lets you charge up to full without really having any effect on degradation. Yeah. Um, but I mean, this chart is just super exciting. Yeah. So it's sad that we have to report on this, but well, here we go. Yeah, we reported on last week's show how the Department of Justice started an investigation going back to 2013 into why SpaceX hasn't hired more foreign born refugees. And yes, I said foreign-born refugees. And the short answer is because legally, SpaceX can't hire foreign-born refugees, and neither can the Department of Justice. But now the Department of Justice has started a new investigation into what they claim is Elon Musk using Tesla funds to build him a glass house. You can't make this stuff up, people. So Kanakoa the Great says, Biden's DOJ is now investigating Elon Musk's Tesla for constructing a glass house. SpaceX was sued by the DOJ last week for not hiring refugees to build advanced American rocket technology. Quote, we have a hunch these investigations have less to do about glass houses and more to do with Biden exacting revenge on Musk for buying Twitter, the greatest PSYOP Democrats have ever owned. Has there ever been a more blatantly politicized Department of Justice? And Elon responded, I'm not building a house of any kind, let alone a glass one. This is one of the funniest things I have ever heard. Where is this house? Metaphors don't count. He went on to say, just want to reiterate that there is no glass house. Metaphors don't count. Built, under construction, or planned. I'm not building any house of any kind anywhere, period. So, I mean, do you think that this is what Zach and I want to be reporting on? We'd much rather be reporting on substantive stories about science and technology and how to make this planet a better place to live on. 
But instead, as we unfortunately have to inform you about regularly, the powers that be want to stop Tesla. They don't want a clean transportation revolution, unless I guess it's a slowly unfolding one that involves GM and Ford. This is just more FUD, casting aspersions at Elon so that people who don't know much about him will just think that he's a greedy, corrupt corporate CEO. We know that he doesn't live in mansions. He often sleeps at friends' houses and in small trailers and occasionally at one of his factories where he's pulling an all-nighter trying to solve a problem. But you watching, you already know the truth and you have a job to do. You have a responsibility. Get on your social media and say your truth. Speak your mind. The next time someone repeats this crap at the water cooler, let them know what you've learned about Elon. Correct the FUD. And if you want any help with that, you can go to our Now You Know Clips channel and send little bite-sized clips of this particular story along with many others uh, that you see during our show. At least Elon seems to have a sense of humor about it. He said, this is pretty funny one to be honest. Where is it? So Tesla's energy markets policy lead and senior counsel at Tesla, Arushi Sharma Frank, just posted that the Puerto Rico Energy Bureau issued an order last week allowing Luma Puerto Rico, which is the power company in Puerto Rico, to begin a Tesla VPP or virtual power plant Powerwall program. Puerto Rico has seen its electricity rates double between 2021 and 2022, and there have been continual brownouts and blackouts for residents across the island. With over 44,000 homes in Puerto Rico that have Tesla Powerwalls, Tesla's VPP could potentially reduce peak demand by 350 megawatts, which could make a big difference. I am super excited about the Tesla Puerto Rico VPP to go online, which sounds like it should be very soon, possibly as soon as later this month when the test program should start. And I think what's really cool is you have this pretty intermittent grid and, you know, lots of people, because it's intermittent, got Tesla Powerwalls. And once you get to a certain size, a certain number of Tesla Powerwalls on that grid, mm -hmm. instead of just backing up individual houses, they can all kick on together since most of these are going to be under capacity for a particular house. Mm -hmm. And they can help back up their neighbors' houses so that way you don't have these brownouts and blackouts. Yeah, because a lot of the brownouts and blackouts that I read about were just just very short, under five minutes. Mm -hmm. And so the batteries don't have to work for very long. Exactly. And I think that this is just, it's such a small little story. This one really flies under the radar. And most people are just going to be like, yeah, whatever, Puerto Rico, I don't live there. And no one's going to regard this. We have been seeing lots and lots and lots of little VPP stories mm -hmm. coming up. And uh, I think that this is... This is this wave that no one is, you know, learning about because there's no fancy cars driving around. Um, but it's a big deal in terms of the energy sector. But we're not going to hear about it until Tesla basically makes some major announcement of like, now we are on the major grids. Right. The whole world is the a VPP. The whole world is a VPP. All right. Let's get to our Cybertruck Roundup. Yeehaw! The Cybertruck Roundup. We got lots of fun stories this week. Uh, first of all, Cyberfrunk. <laughs> Thank you to the Cybertruck Owners Club and forum user Old Spice. So if you look carefully, you can see Cybertruck embossed on the back of the, the frunk there. All right. Immediate reactions. Go. Um, I like that it's unobstructed in the front, so it's easy to get things in and out of like a tailgate, but it looks really shallow. Yeah. So I've been really digging our Ford F-150 Lightning frunk lately. Um, we've been going on a lot of e-bike rides and the three of us can store helmets and e-bike batteries and assorted gear. And it has this sub frunk cover, which you can use as a divider. You can put it in the vertical to help keep things from shifting around. And then there's this mesh bag in the back for smaller stuff. So plus all the power outlets. Mm -hmm. So I'm worried that I don't see any power outlets in the cyber frunk. 
Do you? Yeah, I don't. I mean, there could be some on that right side. Because in the Ford, you have four outlets. Right. Like 110 outlets. And it also has a USB-A and a USB-C port, um, which is very handy. I think that for contractors, it's extraordinarily useful to have like all of your batteries, like mm. for tools, charging up in the front. But you know what's common between the two trucks? Now that I see their frunks open, they did it the same way. They lifted up the grill. Mm -hmm. And so you get these sharp corners right there. And on the Ford, if you're not careful, you can really whack your head on that. Mm -hmm. Same thing's going to be true in the Cybertruck. I know it's a truck. I know you got to be careful around trucks, but I'm just pointing that out. Mm -hmm. Again, Cybertruck Owners Club comes in clutch. Check out these photos, which we found on Cybertruck Owners Club, of the Cybertruck dual motor. Editors, enhance. So how do you know it's a dual motor being tested? Well, we have a photo with the frunk open and the liner removed. I don't see how you can tell. Editors, enhance, because there's a sticker. Oh. Now, a lot of people were talking about this power supply here in the middle, the one with the outlets, mm. see that? I personally think this is just a third-party battery, but some forum members were conjecturing that it could be part of the truck. I mean, yeah, forum members identified this as an EcoFlow Delta Mini portable battery pack. So, okay, so it's just a tool. It's not part of the Cybertruck. But my question is, why would you need that if Cybertruck already has power outlets in the front, which I guess... Unless there aren't any in the front. Yeah, so that's, I guess, my question to you guys, is that is that a big deal? Like, are, are people going to get upset because Ford and I think Silverado are going to have them in the front, but, you know, Rivian and... Tesla don't. Maybe. I don't know if they do. I just don't see them. Um, and we did get a unique look at the interior back seats, which I have sat in, by the way. <laughs> oh, I mean, I only got to sit in the front seat. We're going to have fun now. All right, good. Thank you for all of your patience for waiting. I know you guys probably waited a long time to get in here. What's the travel on the suspension? Quite a bit. I don't know the exact number. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. Um, and this Cybertruck here looks a little worse for wear. Look at how the doors don't match the rest of the body panels. What's going on here? Um, I mean, it could be that there's like, you know, you have to peel some sticker off of the oh, okay. panels. Uh, that's Maybe. one possibility. Another possibility is that like, they like opened the doors and then drove through some big puddle or some guy with the grinder was i don't know it's uh i don't know or maybe they were trying out different alloys i yeah i don't know let let us know what you guys think um and if you don't like how they're driving <laughs> does that number work <laughs> I try it i don't know so you want to see a Cybertruck windshield wiper in action? Thanks to YouTuber drone pilot brad sloan you can go check out his channel and subscribe for awesome content here, Brad caught a Cybertruck driving around the grounds of Giga Texas using its giant single windshield wiper. Now, this looks like a longer windshield wiper than we saw a couple weeks ago, which didn't seem to cover the whole windscreen. This, to me, I mean, it's far away, but it looks like it's really big and it covers the whole windscreen. Yeah. And the weird part was, why is it wiping? It's not raining. And it didn't look like it had any wash, like mm. any water or windshield wiper fluid. Maybe it's just testing it before it gets delivered. I don't know. How about a side-by-side -side height comparison on Cybertruck's low-ride height versus high? Thanks to Adam Guarjado, we got to see the difference as they raised them up really high before loading them on the transport trucks. Hmm. And would you like to see Cybertruck towing a trailer? Because that's what we're going to be doing soon. <laughs> that looks sweet. That's a big trailer. Yeah. Yeah, and I think all that tape on the side must be holding on test equipment, like, I don't know, aerodynamic stuff. Oh, so or... they're testing out. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I, I think that a lot of people think that because we see Cybertrucks like around or not around the <laughs> Tesla Texas. is testing them, th that a lot of people think that like they've been delivered. Right. 
they have not been delivered as you know one would normally say. No, there's they, no delivery. There's yet. no delivery. No. They're testing it. Right. Quite obviously, they're they're actually testing out the towing. Right, which does beg the question: if we haven't heard about the event yet and they're still testing, like. Don't you need some time in between there? Because what if you find out something's wrong during the testing? Don't you have to make a change to the line? Right. So I don't know. We're going <laughs> to find out when we find out. Hey, but you can find out all this stuff by going over to our sponsors at the Cybertruck Owners Club. There you're going to find their reservation tracker and their 3D configurator. There's no better place to learn about Cybertruck. So are you looking for a small electric bike that folds so you can toss it in your trunk or like bring it on the train? We just reviewed the Gyroar C3 folding electric bike over on our Now Let's Review channel. So we go through all the features and we give you our honest thoughts about the pros and the cons so that you can see if this e-bike is a good choice for you. I like that it's affordable and I think the C3 could be a good choice for college campus transportation. Yeah, what's so cool about having ridden and reviewed dozens and dozens of e-bikes is that, well, now we have this experience, this body of knowledge about what to look for. Yeah, it does feel like we are much wiser now when it comes to evaluating e-bikes and e-scooters and batteries and EV chargers and everything else we review on Now Let's Review. Because in the beginning, everything seems cool. Yeah, it's not until you experience lots of something that you begin to see the subtleties. It's sometimes the little things that can make a big difference. And we show you those over on Now Let's Review. So we just interviewed the co-founder and CEO of Invisible Urban Charging, Nigel Broomhall, over on our Disruptive Investing Channel. What his company does is called Charging as a Service. So kind of like SaaS or software as a service, but with EV charging. You should probably watch the interview to get a better understanding of what the concept is because it's actually really cool. But also, if you needed another reason to entice you to watch, Invisible Earth. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Urban charging isn't just installing a dozen chargers or even hundreds of chargers. They just told us about way bigger numbers, and you'll have to watch to find out how many and where. It's a really cool company that could change the EV charging landscape. And again, I'll bet you've never heard of them. And unlike a press release that gets picked up by uh, news outlets and repeated about some company's claim, on our Disruptive Investing channel, you'll get to hear about companies doing innovative things directly from the CEO. Yeah, it's so much fun for me speaking with people who are coming up with these ideas that are going to make our lives better. I urge you to check out Disruptive Investing for informative conversations that inspire. So back in 2018, Mercedes came out with an electric sprinter van, but it was pretty wimpy. It had a pretty laughable range and they only sold them in Europe. But now Mercedes is claiming that they're coming out with a new version. Well, they said that they were coming out with a new version back in 2020. Uh, back then, they said that it would be available in the U.S. in the second half of this year. And uh, <laughs> would you look at the time? And last year, they told us the range, 311 miles with 113 kilowatt hour battery pack. And now they'll tell us the price. Oh, so what do we get if we wait another year? <laughs> I don't know, I guess the van. Uh, but you can order this van now, and the pricing is $71,886. I don't know why it's so specific for the standard charging capabilities, okay. and $75,316 for the high output version. Wait, what? So the standard charging version charges at a max of 50 kilowatts on CCS. And if you want to, you pay the extra $3,500 for the ability to charge at 115 kilowatts. What the heck? 
why are they skimping on the charger of all things? 150 kilowatts is just about the bare minimum these days. I mean, do you know how long it's going to take to charge at 50 kilowatts? The battery is 113 kilowatt hours. <laughs> well, and this is going to come out next year without NAX. Here's the thing. I'm hearing from more and more people now that all these companies are saying like, we're going to switch to NAX. Now that they know it is coming, they go, well, then I'm not buying anything till it has it. Right. Because why would you? Exactly. I mean, this is this is like this is the Osborne effect. Yes. And speaking of car companies that don't have NAX, mm -hmm. Hyundai has still not signed on to the North American charging standard, the largest and most reliable charging standard. Why not? Well, even after Ford, GM, Mercedes, Rivian, Nissan, Honda, Volvo, and Polestar have signed on, Hyundai seems to have its own EV charging business in the works. So is this the joint venture we talked about a couple of weeks ago, the one without a name? Yes, but also no. I am so confused. Okay. What, what? Do you remember back in 2021, uh -huh. Hyundai said that they would have 120 ultra-fast chargers by the end of that year, and they were calling it E-Pits. No, I... No, I don't remember that. Well, that's because we didn't cover it because I didn't think it was going to happen, and I was right. Hyundai only has 36 e-pit chargers up and running now, three years later, and they're all in Korea. What does this have to do with Nax? Well, those e-pit chargers were made by Signet. However, the latest out of Korea is that Hyundai is looking to make their own charging hardware in an effort to, quote, keep up with Tesla. How are they going to keep up with Tesla? Can I just remind you, Tesla has over 5,400 superchargers globally, over 140 in South Korea alone. And what the heck is E-Pit? How is Hyundai going to catch up? Well, they're calling it Blue Plug. And it's going to be made with really high-end materials, or so they claim. Does Ford know about this? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, now, hopefully, this means better reliability. Um, but it will also mean an even higher price tag. We're talking over $113,000 per stall. Uh, the $113,000, by the way, was what E-Pits cost from Signet. Per stall? I believe so. Okay, but I mean, this could all be for not North America, which still uses some form of CCS. I still think we're going to see Hyundai signing onto Nax. Like, there's no way around it. I mean, I sure hope so, because every dollar of this that they send to the U.S. is a dollar they may as well sink in the ocean for all the good it's going to do them, in my opinion. A Hyundai should have signed on to Nax the moment Ford did. They should have done it earlier, in my opinion. I don't understand. Do they really think that this is going to... Well, here's the thing. I think on the surface, it seems really easy to build a supercharger station, right? Mm -hmm. It's just like, well, it's just in a parking lot. How hard could it be? <laughs> just get an extension and, I mean, cord. Tesla had the same problem when they started. It takes a long time to learn how to do it efficiently. And now they can knock them out. We mm -hmm. talk about them. You know, we have four pages coming up later in the show. Right. I think all these other companies think, well, we'll put a couple people on it and an intern and that should be good. Well, and I think that that's the problem. You put, you know, you put them on this three years ago, probably, and they're working. Oh, we're working away. Don't worry. We're going uh, we're we're to have the permit. <laughs> we're going to have 120 charges by the end of this year. And then by the end of that year, they're like, well, we have a uh, 12. No. Uh, which is 10 times less, but uh, don't worry. Hey, don't sign on to that next thing. I, We're working on something I have a reason here. why, maybe. When they send the letter out to the restaurant, they're like, would you like an E-pit? <laughs> I think most are like, no, I would not. I would have blue plug. All right, it's time for the lightning round. So Tesla has submitted an environmental impact statement for its Gigafactory Mexico project, codenamed Project Mario, according to the governor of Nuevo Leon, Samuel Garcia. 
The documents reveal that Tesla has acquired 1,561 hectares of land near Cerro La Mota and Cunurez de Monterrey in Santa Carina, with the factory occupying 260 hectares. The Environmental Impact Report proposes several measures to compensate for the disruption to the local ecosystem, including rescuing about 16,000 flora and fauna specimens and scaring away some of the animals from the site and includes an application for a change of land use. Esther Cottlemans has posted on X that Tesla is constructing their ninth version four supercharger location in Kingsley Village, Cornwall, UK. So that's eight version four supercharger stalls off the A30. Now, what's interesting to me is that Tesla seems to only be opening version four superchargers in Europe. Yeah, the cool thing is that all of these version fours are open to all EVs, not just Teslas. They have longer cables, making it possible to charge pretty much no matter where the charge port is located on the car. And Tesla has now expanded their supercharger network program that opens superchargers to non-Tesla EVs to most superchargers in Australia. Take a look at the two maps and now, so no matter what EV you drive, you might be able to charge at a supercharger. Mercedes-Benz has unveiled their electric CLA concept car with 466 miles of range. I'll believe it when I actually see it. Yeah. Okay, so this next story makes me angry. And when you first hear about it, you're probably going to say, Zach, how could you be angry about this? Oh, so are you talking about the Biden administration announcing a $15 billion in funding to retool existing factories here in the U.S. so that way these factories can produce electric vehicles and batteries? Yep. Well, why are you upset about that, Zach? I mean, a policy to help make more EVs, isn't that what we stand for here on the show? Look, the Department of Energy, as we reported here back in June, gave one of the biggest loans that they've ever given out to Ford, $9.2 billion, so that Ford could do exactly this, build more EV and battery factories. Last year, the Department of Energy gave a loan of $2.5 billion to GM for them to build Ultium battery factories in Tennessee and Michigan. You led, and it matters. You did, Mary. So the U.S. government is already helping GM and Ford with billions of our taxpayer dollars that may never be repaid because these companies will probably not exist in a few years. Now, President Biden's Investing in America program is going to include an additional $2 billion in grants and $10 billion in loans to continue doing the same thing. Well, I mean, if this is some big government program, can't Tesla get some of this money? Not this $12 billion for two reasons. Number one, the money is for retooling existing ice car factories to make EVs. And as we know, Tesla doesn't have existing ice car factories. Number two, under the domestic conversion grant program, quote, higher scores will be given to projects that are likely to retain collective bargaining agreements. And so most likely this will be going to projects employing union workers. Oh, I see. Because collective bargaining agreements are unions right. and uh, Tesla doesn't have any union workers. Right. So look, as much as I like to see EVs on the roads and I'm in favor of policies that help incentivize people to make cleaner choices, this program is favoring legacy automakers. It just feels like a bailout. It doesn't feel like a level playing field. It seems like it's giving an unfair advantage to companies that lagged behind as opposed to companies like Tesla that were out in front. Now, there is $3.5 billion in funding, which is supposed to expand domestic manufacturing of batteries for electric vehicles and the nation's electrical grid. I hope under this program that Tesla can apply for some of this funding, but let us know what you think. Am I being too critical? Oh, and, and by the way, if I'm right, when they're not around in a few years, guess what? Mm -hmm. These companies, GM and Ford, they're partnering with Korean and Chinese companies to build these factories. They can't do it themselves. So what we're going to be left with is Korean and Chinese companies getting the benefits of this money, not American companies. So basically what you're saying is there's going to be like LG and SK. They're just going to cut factories. Ford and GM off the signs. And, and, and then be like, oh, well, it's great that we have these factories now. And we're, we're selling batteries to Tesla. Wow. Now we go to Ellie in Venice for our SpaceX update. 
Hey guys, it's another episode of Ellie and Space on the road here in Venice, Italy. And we know we're excited about Starship to take us to the moon and Mars. But then another thing that Elon has talked about is Starship for point to point travel. So imagine getting somewhere like Italy in less than an hour. That would be a breeze, but we're not quite there yet. Right now we're gearing up for the second orbital test flight. And the rumor mill is abuzz with when exactly this is going to be. I still think it's not going to be September 8th like everyone is speculating about. So I really am enjoying traveling Europe right now and trying all of the amazing food here in Italy. But I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about the busy week that SpaceX has had. Of course, any week that they have is busy, which is completely normal. But let's get into the rumors going on first off with Starship, because I know that that is a main point of interest for many of you. So it still seems unlikely. We haven't heard about any FAA approval yet, and they still haven't finished the deluge system. They're still adding the final tank. And by the looks of that, they want to get that stuff done first. Now we have noticed these photos shot by RGB aerial photography of them cleaning up rubble down at Starbase. So all of this rubble was caused by the orbital flight test number one in the wetlands. This could be a last minute requirement and we're looking to see how long it takes for that cleanup operation. But I still think that it will be later than September 8th. And I have to say selfishly, I really hope that it's later than September 8th because I fly home that day from Rome. I'm actually going to be making my way down from here in Venice with real actual gondolas. This is not the Venetian in Vegas uh, to Rome. So hopefully it's not on the 8th because I will unfortunately be missing it, but I don't think it's going to be on the 8th. Now, with that being said, remember Elon has been posting photos like these teasing the flight of Ship 25 and Booster 9 coming soon. But you'll remember that he teased the flight of Ship 24 and Booster 7 for about a year and a half before we actually saw that combination fly. So we also had a full circle moment for the Crew 6 astronauts. You'll remember that I flew to Florida back in February with my first time NASA press credentials to try and cover that launch. I was able to get you guys some cool behind the scenes. However, that launch was scrubbed when I was there, but they are finally returning back home to Earth after about six months in space. And this is just a week after Crew 7 successfully docked with the ISS. So the pace that SpaceX is having their operations is absolutely impressive and quite mind-blowing. In fact, Elon pointed out this also on X saying, great work by the SpaceX team successfully launching 61 Falcon rocket missions this year. He says that they've exceeded last year's flight count. SpaceX has delivered about 80% of all Earth payload mass to orbit in 2023. China is about 10% and the rest of the world is the other 10%. He also added that they're aiming for 10 Falcon flights in a month by the end of this year, and they're gonna up that cadence to 12 per month next year. So thank you guys for watching this clip. Again, I'm in Venice, Italy, and I'm gonna be making my way to Rome. And I just wrapped up a couple days in Barcelona. It's been a complete pleasure to see Europe. And again, I've really enjoyed this travel. I haven't been out of the country since I was 11. So I'm gonna be back in Texas pretty soon, but uh, thanks for watching. And by the way, guys, the hype about the food in Italy is real. Jealous. Now I'm hungry. Thanks, Ellie. All right, it's time for Going Green, sponsored by Henson Shaving this week. Yeah, I wanna thank Henson for my amazing Henson razor. 
And, uh, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, the Henson razor is a little bit more expensive than a normal razor. Right. Because normally you're buying a plastic stick that you stick a pretty expensive cartridge on the end. That you have to keep buying. Uh, this, the way that this works is you buy very, very, very inexpensive razor blades and you can replace them very, very cheaply. And in fact, uh, they're so cheap that Henson is giving away a hundred of them when you use our code. Now, you know, at checkout, that's going to give you 200 fresh, clean shaves. I'm still on my box of a hundred blades and uh, it's just a better way to shave. So check this out. The first all-electric street sweeper truck coming to the U.S. soon is a collaboration of Battle Motors and Elgin Sweeper Company, which debuted the Broom Bear in Los Angeles last month. So let's get right into the price and stats. All right. So it's going to cost over $800,000. Now, that is double the price of a diesel sweeper in terms of upfront cost, but it does qualify for state and federal incentives. It is way cheaper to fuel and maintain. Uh, there's no air pollution. It's way quieter and much nicer for the driver. Yeah. For instance, it can be programmed to creep at slow speeds, making it much easier for the driver to focus on steering rather than speed control. The Broom Bear has a 400 kilowatt hour cattle LFP battery for 130 to 150 miles of range. It can recharge in two hours with CCS. That would have to be an amazingly fast CCS station. Mm. It has regen braking and can hold 4.5 cubic yards in the hopper. That is a lot of dirt. Now, haven't we seen electric street sweepers before? I think we saw smaller ones, like okay. the kind that can do like sidewalks. Or, or like smaller paths. Oh, okay. This one's one of those big American ones. Really big one. Look, if you're in LA and you happen to spot this on the road, please send us some video. All right, it's time for sunspots. So I think we mentioned on the show before that you and I want to build a solar carport, but I don't think we're going to be able to build it as fast as this solar canopy. Voltwing by Reno Nevada-based startup World for Solar. Come on. Now that we can weld, we could probably build our solar carport in a couple of weeks. No problem. Well, World for Solar says they can install their solar canopy in six hours. Wouldn't it take just like a whole day just to pour the concrete foundation? I mean, it's all supported by that one post. Yeah, I mean, their website is short on details, but I think they mean it takes them six hours after the concrete pier is installed because they say that they'll connect you with a foundation contractor. But I mean, ours is going to be able to charge an EV. So can theirs. And the Volt Wing can store up to 25 kilowatt hours in the batteries, which are independent of the grid. OK, this sounds expensive. How much? Uh, prices start at $49,000 for the 7.5 kilowatt system and $59,000 for the 9.6 kilowatt system. Ooh, I think we can build ours a bit cheaper than that, especially if we use used solar panels. Will ours come with a 20-year warranty, though? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be good for about a week. <laughs> hey, and if you'd like to put solar on your roof, I don't think they do solar canopies yet, but they definitely do batteries in your home. Talk to our friends at Energy Pal. They'll help you with all of the regulations and the red tape and the uh, tax incentives and all of that. Um, let them know Zach and Jesse sent you. The link is down below. All right, it's time for our video contributor stories of the week, and we need your stories. Remember, send them in to us two minutes or less. Shoot them in landscape with good audio, no music. Send them to hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. What do we got this week, Jess? We got Carl, and uh, check this out. Hi, Sucker Jesse. I'm here with my Kia Soul at the Supercharger in Dordenhof. Made a review of this before. Today is a very special day because superchargers are free because 10 years ago they opened the first supercharger in Norway and Tesla said well we'll give you all free supercharger today how about that then now you know thanks Carl that's great the Tesla's given out free supercharging for their 10th year anniversary can you believe supercharging has been in Europe for 10 years no I can't that's amazing <laughs> that is amazing 
All right, it's time for our Patreon bonus stories. We got so many cool stories this week. For just a buck a month, you can join us over there. That's 25 cents a week. It really helps us out on the show. We give you lots for that. Um, and also this week, we're doing disruptive investing news. You can go to our Investor Club bonus stories if you belong to that. So much fun stuff. We'll see you over on Patreon. All right, we're back from a Patreon bonus stories. It's time for the shout outs. These people get their names at the end of the show. Who do we got, Jess? Howard Welt. Chuck. Rory Red. Robert Calwait. And C's Timmerman. Thank you so much, guys. We can't do the show without you. Now, we did a poll this week and we asked, what will Tesla's FSD price cut of $3,000 do? And I was pretty, not surprised, but I was surprised. Were you? I mean, take a look at this. So 59% of people think that it's going to do something, that a $3,000 price cut is enough to get some people to buy it. Mm. And 15% of people think that it's going to do a lot. So you can kind of add those two numbers together. So we're up around 75% almost. Yeah. Wow. So I guess it's going to do a lot. I mean, our patrons are usually right. So yeah. this is very interesting data. I think we have like some of the best data here because <laughs> these are people who know what we're talking about. Like if you ask people just on the street, they're going to be like FSD. But these are also going to be people who want FSD more than the average true. person. So. That's true. Maybe excuse it. All right. It's time for Elon's X's of the week. And Dirty Tesla said, I wonder if Elon saying six months is a real six months or really means like two years. I can't imagine Tesla is going to let hardware four be missing beta for too long. This is in response to Elon saying hardware four software will lag hardware three by at least another six months as our focus needs to be on getting full self-driving on hardware three working super well and provided internationally and elon said it's a real six months maybe less wow as the world burns said vivek wants the vp pick and elon said he should get it in my opinion Holmar's catalog says no steering wheel nag will be a game changer for fsd user satisfaction elon said yeah Ray said, pretty sure people at Xpeng, Li, Neo, or even Huawei watch closely as Elon's live stream the FSD test drive using the revamped end-to-end -end neural network approach. They're learning what Tesla is doing and incorporate that in their own ADAS software development. Doesn't surprise me if they decide to rewrite their software following in Tesla's footsteps. Chinese companies are extremely good and efficient at implementing what has been proven to work by others. Elon says, some of them are indeed doing so, we're well aware. Part of the value of having our own hardware is that our software will only run on that specific hardware, warts and all. As with Apple, you can't just copy the code and unpack the binaries, you need their hardware too. So Max Meyer tweeted out, use brute force algorithms to generate musical melodies, generate 471 billion and exhaust all possibilities, copyright all of them, then uncopyright them. <laughs> And he said, this guy rocks. Uh, I want to talk about more of this on Patreon bonus stories. As a musician, I think this is actually going to be a game changer. Hmm. Alex says, Zuck has not posted on threads in a week. Elon said, perhaps he is traveling a great distance. Kremu says there are academics who are actually on campaigns to misinform the public. And it's very sad to see knowingly. Elon said both, but the very smartest ones do it knowingly. May they burn in hell. Homar's catalog says, U.S. startup claims its cameras work better than LIDAR on cars. Elon says, no way. And that's sarcastic. Jenny, girl from the fourth, says this might be a dumb question. How do you watch X videos on a Tesla? Elon says we will make an app allowing you to see the latest from X on your car screen. I'm surprised they didn't do that sooner. Well, they're busy. They're busy. Greg Brockman says long term investments are extremely painful to make, but extremely worthwhile when they finally come to fruition. Elon said, so I'm guessing ordering a zillion GPUs last year has panned out. Lex Friedman says life is beautiful. Elon says some dark moments. Gavin Newsom, governor of California, says on homelessness, Elon Musk has touched on a key issue. California has made record investments, 15.3 billion, but federal courts block local efforts to clear street encampments, even when housing and services are offered. Courts must also be held accountable. Enough is enough. Elon said, absolutely. May Musk, Elon's mom, says it wasn't an ad. 
And this is in response to Doge designer saying when Elon Musk graduated in 1994, his mom placed this ad in the newspaper. She said it wasn't an ad. Approximately 1993, the University of Pennsylvania asked parents to send them baby photos and a message for their child. It has aged well. Elon said, I was wondering why you never told me about the ad. Because it wasn't an ad. And look, it says, dear Elon, thank you for being a wonderful son, (laughs) business manager and encyclopedia. You have given me much joy. Love your mom. Holmar's catalog was tweeting out Tesla's A100 cluster. Elon says density is only three to four per rack due to power consumption and cooling needs being much higher than normal computers. H100 density is only around two per rack. The limiting factor says if the H100 is nine times faster AI for training than the A100, according to NVIDIA, and Tesla currently appears to have roughly the equivalent of a little over 10,000 A100s, then with the 10,000 H100s that came online yesterday, it appears that Tesla just 7X'd their training. Brian said, which company will have the most compute power by 2025? Elon said, great question. We shall see. Jay says, the lockdown set off a cycle of fear and panic that led to demands for harsher interventions, regardless of efficacy, because people were scared. This panic cycle is an inherent feature of lockdowns. Elon said, hence the wise words of Douglas Adams. Don't panic. Gary Tan says, it is not humane to allow people to do drugs on the street until they die. Clear the open air drug encampments and fund shelter and recovery, not unlimited nonprofit grift. Tony says, Governor Gavin Newsom calls ban on San Francisco homeless sweeps preposterous and inhumane. And Elon says, exactly. Ray says, finally received version 11.4.7. Can't wait to try it out. Just curious why Tesla still bothers to push out incremental updates while version 12 is a complete software rewrite without 300,000 lines of code. Elon says version 12 is still training. And Jimma says, interesting choice of words, maybe accidental, but it suggests they have settled on the architecture and expect that with enough training, the current neural net will be a release candidate. That's promising. Elon said, training compute should soon not be much of a limiting factor. Very difficult bringing the 10,000 H100 cluster online, by the way. Similar experience to bringing our now 16,000 A100 cluster online. Uptime and performance are low at first, then improved with lots of work by Tesla and NVIDIA. Doge Designer says, have you rated this app five stars in the App Store yet? If not, do it now because some people are rating it one star just because they find the new logo scratchy. Elon says, I suspect their issues go beyond logo design. They hate that there is even one free speech platform. Daniel says, it's insane you have to do this state by state. And this is a response to X News Daily saying that yesterday, Rhode Island became the latest U.S. state to grant X a money transmitter license ahead of X's planned rollout of payments functionality. Other states that have given approvals include Arizona, Missouri, Georgia, Maryland, Michigan, and New Hampshire. Elon said, yeah, sigh. So so you can see they're working towards micropayments. Wow. Farzad says, I feel terrible for the guy, but to pretend that this man is fit for public office is a disgrace. He needs to step down immediately. Elon says, absolutely. It's time. It's an embarrassment to the country. Poor guy. He's had a great run, but it's just time to retire. Elon says the media lies constantly. Explicit lies are easy to catch compared to the choice of narrative lie. They completely ignore that which they don't want to talk about, but will turn a molehill into a mountain when they do want to talk about it. When you see an article about something you know personally, how often is it accurate and reasonably complete? Almost never in my experience. Now, why do you think it would be any different when they write about some other subject? Hmm. Homar's Cadillac says breaking. The Department of Justice is investigating whether Tesla purchased 10,000 NVIDIA gaming GPUs just so Elon Musk could play Elden Ring in Crisis. (laughs) Elon says 1 million (laughs) FPS gaming rig. David Sachs says people who live in glass houses shouldn't investigate glass houses. Elon said, especially given that I don't have, nor do I intend to build, a glass house. This just makes them look like fools and undermines their credibility. Tesla Economics says Tesla is the largest distributor of AI robots in the world, and people still have no idea this is currently happening because these things are disguised as cars. Elon says true. Prince Vogelfrey says once you realize people are pattern matching sentences to the nearest take or stance they've seen before, you can never unsee it. Hmm. 
Jared Isaacman says, I am not that close to the matter, but I'm confused how we can fund billions per launch on a disposable mega rocket, fund two lunar landers to prevent hurt feelings, but we can't keep New Horizons staff funded at present levels to save three million? Elon says, yeah. Farzad says, dear YouTube, this is messed up. My team created an edited cut of Elon and Robert Kennedy Jr. on Spaces and posted on YouTube in order for more people to listen to the discussion. YouTube removed it, citing medical misinformation. Is having a conversation illegal now? Elon said, many of the censorship squad that we exited from this platform have moved to other social media companies. Elon says, video and audio calls coming to X. And Tesla owner Silicon Valley says, will it be encrypted? Elon said, not at first, but we will add the ability to turn encryption on or off dynamically. There is necessarily a slight lag for encryption. Most of the time, encryption isn't important and quality of call is better. Doge Designer says, number of false articles about X published by the media is directly proportional to the number of all-time high usages recorded by X. Not sure if we should correct them or just thank them. Elon says, the constant attacks send a lot of traffic here, so I hope they keep doing it. Elon says, at college, I learned super important knowledge, like, uh... He went on to say, great work by the SpaceX team successfully launching 61 Falcon rocket missions this year. If tomorrow's mission goes well, which it did, we will exceed last year's flight count. SpaceX has delivered 80% of all Earth payload mass to orbit in 2023. China is 10%. Rest of world is 10%. Aiming for 10 Falcon flights in a month by end of this year, then 12 per month next year. Because, I mean, so they've launched the same number of rockets this year by September than last year, the whole year. That's insane. Bojan says, having too much ego and too little brains is a devastating combination. Elon says, ego divided by brains is greater than one is one of the world's biggest problems. This quote from Elon, if you care about the reality of goodness instead of the perception of it, philanthropy is extremely difficult. Elon says, extremely. Tesla synopsis says, how much alcohol do you drink per week? Elon said, very little. Elon said, based on the Falcon launch plan for next year, SpaceX will deliver about 90% of all Earth payload to orbit. Starships will take that to over 99% in future years. These magnitudes are madness to consider, but necessary to make consciousness multiplanetary. And he reposted the SpaceX tweet of Dragon splashing down off the coast of Florida with the Crew-6 astronauts completing Dragon's sixth long-duration mission to the space station. I thought this one from Esther was really cool. The Tesla shuttle train I posted about recently is up and running at Giga 4 Berlin. Starting today, the train will travel 60 times per day from Monday through Friday. We'll transport 1,500 employees on a daily basis at no cost. Awesome new development at Giga Berlin. And I love how the sign says Tesla. Richard says people imagine some nefarious or impulsive motives behind Elon Musk buying Twitter. The simpler truth is he saw a sick ideology taking hold in society and decided to do something about it. History will recognize this as a heroic act. Elon says, woke is fundamentally anti-human. All right. So you got all that cool information from X this week. Um, it's time for Community Mail Time. Community Mail Time. So remember, share your stories, your photos, your videos with us at hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. What do we got? Matteo spotted this Microlino on display in Italy. Paolo sent us the picture of some Cybertrucks being transported in Arizona. That's exciting. Joel saw this F-150 Lightning being used by AES, the local electric company in Dayton, Ohio. Archie found this Tesla Roadster at Solano Beach, California. Dayan sent us this picture of their solar trailer that they made. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. They said the trailer folds for transport. We usually deploy the side facing south to the ground and the other one horizontally is pictured. The semi-trailer is built as an RV inside and the roof is also covered with PV. The total between the two trailers is 12.5 kilowatts. The electronics are all inside the RV as well as battery banks. We also charge our Model 3, run AC, water heater, two fridges, and a freezer. It looks like they're ready for the semi-truck, huh? Oh, yeah. 
Jason sent us this picture of an Optimus Tesla bot at the Walnut Creek Tesla showroom in California. Nyasha spotted this Hyundai Ionic 6 charging in Fort Worth, Texas. Brody stopped at this level two charger at Derole Point on the south coast of Iceland to charge and watch the puffins. Marcus spotted this Midnight Cherry Plaid Model S in Omaha, Nebraska. Chris spotted this Tesla taxi in Parramatta, Sydney, Australia. Jason saw this Rivian R1T with a camper on the bed in Orange County, California. David spotted this Fremont Police Department Model Y at the park in Fremont, California. Christopher spotted this VW ID4 charging at a supercharger using Magic Dock. And Scott came across this Tesla Model Y Maserati in Maryland. (laughs) (laughs) All right, it's time for the EV tip of the week. And Robert sent us this about having your Tesla windshield replaced. So he said, I had my windshield replaced recently. They had to remove the forward-facing camera at the top of the windshield when doing the replacement. After the camera was reinstalled, it went through a recalibration cycle. This involves the car being driven several miles to be recalibrated. During this time, the safety features are inactive. I guess I didn't really pay attention to which safety features were off. The one that is pertinent to my Tesla tip is that during the recalibration procedure, the display will not show any vehicles in the vicinity as you're driving. I didn't realize this, so while driving, I needed to change lanes. I looked at the display to ensure no one was next to me, saw no cars displayed. But fortunately, I looked in the side rearview mirror before I did and saw a car. Woo! Yes. Uh, good Good point. Uh, you just kind of learned to rely on that mm. and got to still keep using the mirrors. Even if the cameras were working, use the mirrors. All right, it's time for Supercharger Reviews. This is Graham Calder in saint Bois, Quebec. And here I'm reviewing a 12-stall Tesla Supercharger. You can see there's uh, not that many people here, but it's a really great location right off of the highway. There's a Petrocan, not that you need a gas station, but there's a saint Spire if you like uh, chicken and fries and gravy. There's also an A&W over there. Otherwise, I wouldn't give it a great rating. It's not a lot. There's a convenience store, but uh, I would say it's a 7 out of 10 just because it's so easy to get to off of the highway and uh, 12 stalls, as I said, and I still have no idea how to figure out how many kilowatt hours this station is, but I'm pretty sure it's also three lightning bolts like the other one. Now you know. Hi, Zach and Jesse. We are in Rochelle, Illinois at a Casey's. There are eight superchargers right now. Two of them are not working, but they have notified uh, Tesla Chicago and they're on their way. Casey's has anything you might need um, as far as a little snack. And this is a big addition, a great addition to the Illinois Interstate 88 at the Rochelle, Illinois exit. Now you know. Hi, Zach and Jesse. This is Mark. I'm in Truckee, California at the 12 stall, uh, right off of 267, about a mile from uh, Interstate 80. Um, There's a Rayleigh's supermarket here with a deli where you can get sandwiches, uh, hot and cold. There's a brewing company and there's a nice walking trail here just up from the chargers good for your dog if you need to take them out so i'd give this place probably a nine it's a little ways off the uh interstate but not too bad and now you know hello now you know community this is joel at the genoa ohio service plaza it's a toll road so you can't get on and off but they do have uh some Electrify America stations there. There's only a Hardee's and guest station food inside. They do have a pull through though, at least one. 
and then there's uh, eight stations here total. It is a V3. So overall, I give this one probably a five out of 10. And remember, you can send us shots of your beautiful supercharger locations. This week, Elon retweeted Tesla Europe's post about 10 years ago. The first six supercharger stations opened in Norway. Look at these. Just, I mean, amazing to think about how many awesome superchargers have started since then. All right. What do we got for new superchargers this week? Jess? We have so many, um, but we're going to get through them all together. Stretch. We have the three stall in Nanning, China. We got number 15 in Delaware, the 12 stall in Newcastle. The 12 stall in Alhambra, California. We got the 12 stall in San Mateo, California. The eight stall in Midvale, Utah. We got the eight stall in Boothwin, Pennsylvania. We got the eight stall in Egg Harbor Township in New Jersey. We got the three stall in Emishan, China. We got the eight stall in Golden, British Columbia. We got the 12 stall in Surrey, King George Boulevard, British Columbia. We got number 13 in Poland is the 14 stall in Warsaw. We got the eight stall in Livingston, Texas. Number 16 in Kansas is the 12 stall in Oakley, Kansas. We got eight stall in Rodberg, Norway. Number 69 in Pennsylvania is the 16 stall in Philadelphia. And in Utah is the 12 stall in South Jordan. Number 134 in Texas is the 8 stall in Dallas. Number 29 in South Carolina is the 40 stall in Dillon. Number 21 in Utah is the 12 stall in Provo, Utah. 16 stall in Pomona, California. Number 36 in Nevada is the 24 stall in Reno. Number 63 in New Jersey is the 12 stall in North Brunswick. The 24 stall in Roseville in California. Number 64 in Australia is the 4 stall in Brighton. Number 114 in Norway is the 12 stall in Stord, Norway. The three stall in Shanghai, China. The four stall 120 in Shanghai, China. The eight stall in Port Alberni, British Columbia. Number 40 in Oregon is the 24 stall in Ashland, Oregon. The 20 stall in West Covina, California. The 12 stall in Napa, California. Number 193 in Canada is the 12 stall in Brampton. Number 48 in Washington is the 12 stall in Linwood. Number 384 in California is the 12 stall in Vacaville. Number 141 in Florida is the 8 stall in Fort Pierce, Florida. Number 64 in Virginia is the 20 stall in Springfield. The 3 stall in Shaoxing, China. And number 1811 in China, number 5477 in the world is the 3 stall in Foshan, China. Thank you so much for watching today. Episode 365. These shows are a labor of love, and of course, we can't do them without you. You can be a part of this awesome community in so many ways. Watching, sharing, comment, join our Patreon. Submit an EV tip of the week. Send us a video contributor story about something in your neck of the woods. We have community mail time. And of course, supercharge reviews. If you join our Patreon, you're going to have access to even more stuff. Patreon bonus stories. Patreon polls. Our monthly out of context videos, where we take a lot of the funny bits that we do on this show and share them with you in a mashup video. You can get your name in the end credits here. You can join us on live streams where we hang out and chat. You can join our investor club with our invaluable Slack weekly investor club bonus videos and live streams with ceos and founders there's t-shirts mugs and more thanks for helping us kick off our eighth year with you and this is our 365th episode you can watch a tesla time news every day for the next year and then you would have another 50 to watch because we're going to do another 52. Oh, right. By the time you catch up. By the time you catch up. Yeah. Um, so it's very hard for you guys to catch up, but it's okay because it's news, right? You don't, this isn't a, right. a long show that you have to binge. Uh, <laughs> you can just watch us next week. And I hope you do. We'll see you then. Now, now you, you know. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration. And Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 
96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. 